open with the funny story of why the episode is delayed. <laughs> Which is there are like ninety reasons this episode is delayed. No, 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 no. The, the reason where I did, uh, where I was an idiot slash we miscommunicated. So the other day, Gabe does this thing where he conflates content that's in separate chats into different into the. Is that a thing I habitually do? I've noticed it. I've noticed you doing it this week because you were like, I thought you said Wednesday for this, and I was like, no, Wednesday for this. Talking about my birthday stuff. It's my birthday the day after we record, by the way. No, Um, I, I. The reason that I said that was I thought you said Detective Pikachu came out precisely on your birthday. Yeah, which is tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what. Wednesday was then. Never mind. Today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. Well, yeah, I know. Today Wednesday is. is the day that we were planning to record the podcast. You know, the podcast. And we're in. Okay, now. look. So what happened was, Chris was Chris was going to uh, pick up this this dog that he was taking care of, and he was like, "Oh, whoops, guys! Actually, like, it looks like this is delayed or something." It was held up by bureaucracy. And I, yeah, he said like, "I'm getting held up by bureaucracy." Sorry, and I thought he meant I'm getting held up by the the from doing the podcast by the bureaucracy that's making it take too long to get the dog and i didn't ask to confirm because i just for some reason it sounded really clear to me that that's what it meant so then i just i was going to drive over after work i just went home and then like i sat down and like by the time chris realized i had like had a beer or two and it was like there's no way that we're waiting for that to get out of my system so i can drive over so basically this episode is going to be delayed by the time you hear it because I'm stupid as fuck. Meanwhile, Chris and I had been sitting at this very kitchen table for like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because, waiting for you. Because, because I didn't think I had to tell you that I wasn't going to be there. <laughs> it was just, it was a whole thing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that was um, probably the dumbest, like, like minor mistake I've ever made. Um, maybe the dumbest mistake I've ever made if you, independent of the scale of the mistake... Um, because it was just embarrassing. But at any rate, now I'm here at this house with my butt in this chair. Oh, I just want to uh, give an update to a beef that Chris and I have had in past episodes. <laughs> what beef? Where Chris, Chris, Chris loves to make fun of my hometown. I don't eat beef. Oh, oh, a chicken that Chris and I have had. I legitimately thought it was going to be the hiatus thing, you fucking guys. <laughs> anyway. I don't know what's going on right now. Go on. Chris, Chris loves to make fun of my hometown, but... You know what Augusta has that Atlanta doesn't? Cheaper flights. Oh, okay. I'm saving money on a flight to the West Coast. You know why I'm the flights to Augusta airport. are so cheap? Because they have to start. And no one wants Augusta. to be there. That's why it's so cheap to fly out of there. I want. There are specific Listen. places within Augusta that I want to be, but not the. <laughs> Whatever. I'm like saving the money. Masters Plaza. You have no idea how many times that oh. that T-bone sign comes up in just like my house conversation because it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> like to the point where I think if I ever end up in Augusta again, I have to go to T-bones. I actually I've still I have never to, been. I was to actually what, go to the Masters Plaza. I mean, apparently Honey from the Rock Cafe has like really good food. That's what I have been told. Apparently the fried chicken is very good. I do like fried chicken. You do like fried chicken. And there's he a, says with his Zaxby's cup next to There's a pretty good brewery, in, or two two pretty good breweries oh, in Augusta. So. That I have a very easy time believing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, we went to a Riverwatch Brewery, and I think they have a sour now called like Swamp Thing, which is pretty cool. Breweries are fun because at some point in your life, you realize that if you and your friends don't have any plans, but you want to hang out, you're just going to sit in your house and drink beers, so instead you may as well go to a location that feels like you're going out. Exactly. And they often have beers that they don't even like can, so it's like... Yeah. You can get the good beers. Like, Monday night? Oh, my God. Like, they have, like, 
25 beers that just like are they're like oh we're trying this one we'll see if it's good i like three taverns a lot is there where are they actually located oh they're located like a couple miles from here like, oh okay like really close to the avondale marta station so like right that's why bethany and i are always like hey let's go to three taverns because it's not a drive for us like any other brewery in the city yeah but if it's next to a marta station that actually helps because um i if it's further away it's annoying for me to get there because i either have to drive and then I'm going to be at a brewery, so it's weird to drive like back because mm-hmm. we'd have to wait. Or I can take a look. But if I can Marta to it, that changes the equation. Absolutely. I mean, Tom Tom Marta to it and walked there. Yeah, like, that's what we did. It's a fun time. Anyways, this is them's the. Facts. Oh my god, we didn't even introduce yeah, it. This, this is, is a just the show. This is a podcast that's not about Augusta, Georgia. It's about fun facts and lying to your friends. <laughs> and I'm Gabe. I'm Chris. Thank God this podcast is not about Augusta. <laughs> Do you think there there probably are cities that have entire dedicated podcasts about the city? There are uh, like New York City. There is a podcast in Atlanta that's literally just about like food in Atlanta. Who's that talking? What? Oh, it's John. It's me because <laughs> okay. I haven't introduced myself yet. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> wait, what's boy. quick? This is gonna be one of those episodes. <laughs> no, it isn't. No, it isn't. And here's why: because we are gonna go right into it. Because we've decided that the order is that I'm doing my fact first today. So here's a question for you guys. Have I done a Pokemon fact yet? Yes. So yeah, so I did the I did the one that was like Pokemon originated because the guy liked bug collecting, which was mm-hmm. true. Uh, you guys probably remember that, but just that was that was wild for me to learn. But yes, uh, so okay, I'm gonna do another Pokemon fact anyway. This is fitting because of... celebrate the release of Detective Pikachu, yes, um, which is a movie we are going to see, by the way. A movie Pro- that's going to heal the world. Yeah, probably all of us are going to see it together, or if we can't, if one of us can't make it, we'll just go see it. <laughs> that other person will go see it on their own. Or again. That's, yeah, ex- we will oh, see yeah, it. Oh yeah, or if it's good enough well, to see it. We'll yeah, the four, uh, yeah, we've already got tickets for tomorrow night, but I know you're working, so. Yeah, for, t- okay. Yeah. That was another <laughs> phrasing confusion thing where you said something about Friday, and I was like, wait, what's Friday? But at any rate, here is the Pokemon fact that I have now. Um... <laughs> Okay. The phrasing. Anyway, um, so there is uh, there is a small island country um, that's uh, near New Zealand, uh, and you probably know that like there's a lot of these small island countries that you like you probably aren't that familiar with unless you're from that part of the world just because like they're smaller. Um, well, apparently there's one in the area of like New Zealand, Australia that. Uh, has uh, the following two bizarre little amenities. Um, they have free Wi-Fi for all of their people in their country, and they have Pokemon on the coins, and they've since tried other things, like I think they did like a Star Wars one. But they have minted coins where the tails... I can't remember if it was the heads or the tails. One of the sides uh, could have one of, I think it was, Pikachu Meowth or the three original starters. And they, they actually put this on their legal tender. Considering that there is some precedent to this, maybe not on legal currency, but in the form of postage stamps, throughout the world, I, be- I believe that this is a possibility. There also is totally a precedent. Like, they did, they did on, like, the alternate quarters. Remember when they did, like, the state quarters? Yeah, but That's I mean, kind that, of... those specifically had stuff to do with, like... With the country. The country yeah. or the yeah. government. Yeah. I'm a little disappointed because I thought what you were going to say is it has... Real free Pokemon. Wi-Fi, and everybody's house is a Pokestop for Pokemon Go. Oh. And we didn't go there, and this is way lamer than that. So, speaking of, I just kind of Jigglypuff. 
So get off your phone. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go is like a very low distracting activity. So, yeah, my boss plays it all day at work. I'm what totally a serious, and he's like 55. I don't think he listens. Years to old or level in Pokemon Go? <laughs> oh, he's probably like Both? beyond that in Pokemon Go. He plays con. It's always in his office. He tries to hide it, but he knows I know. It's always sitting on top of his laptop on the dock, open, and every time something pops up, he just like does it. And does it and all day. It's just all day. There you go. Listen, he goes the whole thing, brings it with him. If you're if you're on that Pokemon grind, you're on that Pokemon grind. The summer that Pokemon Go came out, I was working in a lab, and I had a lot of experiments that would sort of run passively for a half hour or so after I set them to go. And at one point, one of them was running, and I saw a Dratini outside, and I was like, I'm, I'm fucking leaving for 15 minutes. Nothing bad will happen. And I just went and I got the Dratini. <laughs> I think it was either, like, the first or second night after Pokemon Go had come out. We were playing D&D at my house, and we did take a break to just yes, we go did. Pokemon It was after hunting. we finished. Oh, yeah, after we finished the yeah, session, we that, went Pokemon hunting. In that, that weird complex. part of your um, oh, yeah. apartment complex? Yeah, by, like, the tennis parking. courts and the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we were, were like, at the woods. We also went to that church, because it was a Poco. Yeah, it was a gym. Poco. It was yeah. a gym. Mm-hmm. The church nearby so we walked all the, all the way over there yeah good that's where i got my jigglypuff was that your weren't we all didn't we all coordinate what team we were going to be on yes yes yeah. I, I think we're all mystic yeah we're all mystic it's it was blue. funny because so um i was in so i think we've probably talked on the podcast about how i know you guys mostly from like a, a college club but the other club that i was involved with did the same thing but picked a different team so i was just like fucked <laughs> with them because we always fought with them over the gym at the Campanile. Mm. Not just them either. Like I saw people there all the time who I didn't recognize from either place. There was a there. Let me tell you, when you go to an engineering school and Pokemon Go comes out and there are gyms on your campus, they're just constantly populated. Oh yeah. I miss the way the world was back then. For like two days. Yeah. Oh, it was that a good was like two months. Yeah. Yeah, for for a good few months. Were you there when we went? We uh, a lot of us went to Piedmont Park the weekend after Pokemon Go came out. I did that at least once. Dude, Piedmont Park was so fun. It was packed. Everybody was. I know. I'd never seen that many people outside. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we we went and you would hear people being like, "Oh, there's like a Snorlax over there." I remember they said that, and we went over there, and it wasn't there, and I legitimately didn't know if it left or they were just like being an asshole. I do remember something like that, and like a bunch of people ran, and it was amazing. And I was like, "Someone's gonna die, and it's gonna be like it's stampeded for the." Mm-hmm. Kyle found a Lapras that day, uh, in the. One of the weird I don't remember the part. best thing I ever found. I think, I don't know. I have a Zapdos now, so that's fun. Oh well, that wasn't out when. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't play anymore. Are there Johto Pokemon? There are Johto Pokemon. There's Hoenn Pokemon. There's there's Beyond. I think there's Beyond Hoenn. I think they're up to like Gen Four or Gen Five now. Yeah. They they kind of I think hit a point where they're like we can accelerate it. Like our point has been made. Like we don't need to stagger this too hard now. Um, Okay, so I don't want to. So so this this proves just how important Pokemon is to the cultural zeitgeist. That conversation we just had. So, so you're using that as supplement. To I'm say using this, this as supplemental to th- say that I think this could Pokemon's be true. like I don't think people realize how big of a deal Pokemon is. I I don't. I I'll admit that I don't because I'm like I have to filter it through my own bias. Like I'm a very long time fan of the series and I play all of the games. So I don't know how important it is to like normal people who don't know like how to play competitive battling Pokemon. Like. But right. it's so a pretty so big phenomenon. Let's take a but quick even, detour. Even to me, I don't play like competitive battling Pokemon. But you but do I just, play like all the games. Well, no, I haven't played all the games. I've I've played uh, like I was a Johnny come lately to it. I didn't really get a chance to play it until Gen three. Like I think the first Pokemon hmm. game that I really played all the way through was Pokemon Coliseum. 
Um, which was what a what a fun like stupid game. <laughs> oh, I love that game. It's first, so good. First, I played was Crystal, and that's still my favorite Pokemon game. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna take a quick detour to a real fact that involves this, which is we're, I'm on the Wikipedia page titled "List of Highest Gross Grossing Media Franchises." Number one is Pokemon. Oh wow, because they do have all the movies. Total and all revenue the games. USD of Pokemon. Since 1996, 90 billion dollars. Wait, so okay, so that does that is that just the movies or is it like mo- so? If you break it down, because Wikipedia does that, licensed merchandise Pokemon 61.1 billion. The video games are the next biggest thing at just 17 billion. Wow. The merchandise is that much more. Card game 10 billion. All right, so while I'm on this page, I'm gonna play a quick little game, which is how far down I'm gonna ask you. A couple things. I want you to tell me how far down you think. What the rank list they are is. on this list? Uh, let's go with Star Wars. Let's start there. How far down this list do you think Star Wars is? I think it's uh, below the tens. I think it's probably ten to twenty. I think he's right because it's still got to be up there because it's it's still across all forms of media, right? Like they sell a yeah. shitload of merch. So Star Wars is fifth. Oh, do you want to he... guess what things are between Pokemon and Star Wars? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to do that. Then do it. <laughs> I think um, this is this is. You will not get one of them. I swear. Sesame you, Street. Nope, that's not one of them. Really? Wait a minute. I'm the gonna, Muppets in general. No. Wait a minute. I'm gonna galaxy bring you ready. Paw Patrol. No. Fuck. <laughs> no, no. It has to have been around for at least a decent amount of time. I, I uh, kids fucking love Paw Patrol. I'll give you a hint. It, Mario it was, Brothers. It was, uh, no, Mario is actually. Eighth. That's impressive mm. for something that's really only just games. So like they've had other stuff. But. DC or DC or Marvel Comics? Uh, no, Marvel Cinematic Universe is its own thing. That's below Mario. That's two slots below Mario. You know what's more valuable than the Marvel Cinematic Universe? What? Shonen Jump. Oh! That Does is, that count? Yeah. No, because it's a all, magazine. It's all, but just the magazines are $21 billion. But Shonen Jump also licenses the they license volumes. All, and they license all the anime, right? And the games. My uh, God. No, anime is separate. And the Shonen Jump only has manga rights. Okay. If you, when you phrase it like that, it's, it's believable to me. So here's what's between Star Wars and Pokemon going from Star Wars up. The next thing about Star Wars is Mickey Mouse and Friends. Oh, yeah. That Fucking makes so Disney. much sense. We've, now, we've talked about weird Disney people yeah. already on here. One above Mickey Mouse and Friends? Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh has a higher seventy-five profile. billion dollars. I'm so happy. I'm gonna lord this. I hate Winnie the Pooh. Bethany I love forever. Why? Gonna, because they love Mickey and I love Winnie the Pooh. Well, you you, you just kind of I don't I've never said how I feel about Mickey at all. I don't know why. Yeah, but you like Disney. Disney. I have the same birthday as Mickey. Yeah, Athena. But I do hate Winnie the Pooh. Mickey is over. Well, Mickey Winnie the Mouse? Pooh is wonderful. Of course, right, Mickey Mouse you... has a canon birthday. Yeah, it's November eighteenth. Is when Steamboat Willie came out. Who does know what to do? All right, what do you think is second between Winnie the Pooh and Pokemon? It was created in 1974. I'll give you that. Like the first whatever form of it. Year of Inception was 74, just like the Pokemon Year of Inception is 96. 96. Okay. Uh, 74. So we're talking that weird like post 60s. Yeah. So it's not. It's not like Archie Comics. It's not that. Because they had roots in the 60s. I don't know why just the year is making me blank this hard. 74. I guess because I wasn't, like, born. even born or close to born. 
the Norman Lear sitcom universe. I have no idea. It is Hello Kitty. Oh! Seven, that came in 74? 80 billion just merchandise. No, but the, the merchandising, man. That's... Does Hello Kitty have anything that isn't merchandising? Do they have a TV show? Music CD sales, $3 million. And they have they have various... And the manga, $23 million. It's literally just the merchandise. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say that Hello Kitty's total value is like $80 billion, but the CDs are $3 million? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So it's $80 billion, $80 billion of what... It's estimated $80 billion. $80 billion of it is merchandise. You know what that, you know what that basically indicates from the numbers alone? Hello Kitty dropped an album, nobody bought it, and then it never did it again. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to... I'll move on from this in a second. I was trying to find something that was also kind of crazy. And what I found crazy was that... Uh, where'd it go? Uh, Gundam is worth more than Batman. Gundam is worth more than Batman? Gundam is worth more than Batman, Barbie, uh, a lot of things. I think... You gotta think about the fact that Japanese people like Gundam, but not Batman. Now let's talk about the best entry on this list. It should be way further up. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, is worth more than the entirety of Peanuts by Charles Schultz. Okay, I well, thought... that's wrong. To be honest, I thought <laughs> the thing you were trying to pull over on us this whole time is that Yu-Gi-Oh! was going to be, like, third. <laughs> but... I, I I disagree with Yu-Gi-Oh! being worth more. It, it is, by money. Okay, but pe- but Peanuts is worth more in my heart. That's cool. It I doesn't sell, doesn't sell tickets. Snoopy's my best friend. I'm is trying he? to find something else that... Yu-Gi-Oh! is worth more than The Simpsons. Yu-Gi-Oh! is worth... Okay, that's yeah, surprising that... to me, actually. Well, Yu-Gi-Oh well, but, is but worth the thing more is, than but, the... In- but but we're forgetting the collectible aspects of both Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon when we're considering it. That's fair. Because of trading cards. You, they don't, they don't, yes. you, don't, you don't need a deck build for the Simpsons, you know? My thing is that the Simpsons have a much more broad audience and have a few more years. Absolutely. But I don't think they're as merchandisable you as Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon. You don't think it quite catches up. Yeah, I could believe that. Last one I'll say, because you mentioned it. Was the Muppets and Sesame Street are one entity on here? Yeah, they are only worth seven point nine billion. Wait, what rank? What ranking is that? Way down. It's like I can't 100? count it. It's not ranked by like they don't have a number next to it. I was mm-hmm. doing the number where I could see it. I can't see. Oh wow! I was just thinking in ter- in terms of toys. toys Sesame Street yeah. is worth less than Tom's the Tank Engine. Okay, but that's, that's they're they're comparable because again, it's just toys. Yeah. TV Sesame Street toys. is worth less than League of Legends. I'm angry. League of Legends is worth eight point three billion. But again, there's a collectible aspect to League of Legends too. So like League of Legends is worth more than Jurassic Park. Now that makes that, me angry. My my thing with League is I know that a lot of that is from merchandising. But some of it's probably from buying loot boxes and shit too. Yes, but the real grief that grievance not grief that I have there is I've never seen a piece of League of Legends merchandise that was good. Um, <laughs> I, the game is fun. Never seen a good piece of merchandise. There's like some figurines for the characters that are right, but like all the shirts are just like black shirt art of character on it. Like you just like look stupid. Like all right, this has got to be the last one. Then we have to decide because we voiced this. Okay, yeah. yes. This is the last fun fact on this one. Bob the Builder is worth more than Friends. <laughs> I really like that. You no, I love it. You almost if we were still doing the lightning round thing, that would have made a great one. Yeah. yeah. All right. What's what's the call on mine? I, I say it. true. Damn, it is. And that's just... Yes. I'm not, like, annoyed about you guys getting it. It's just, like, I wish that there was a more exciting conclusion to that. <laughs> but, yeah, that shit's real. The, comp- the company... The country is, I think, called... I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's spelled N-I-U-E. Um, yeah. I, probably not that French, but, yeah. Um, I heard about it, like, a long time ago, and it was just one of these, oh, you know what's something I have? I, I guess Pikachu is probably on my mind, because actually when I looked this up this morning... Um, 
I thought that they only had Pikachu coins, and it seemed like that that run also contained uh, Meowth, Charmander, Squirtle, and Bulbasaur. They have not done more Pokemon, but they've done shit like Star Wars coins and whatever. And I think that the the rationale here is they're like, we are a small island country. Nobody can tell us. Nobody else gives a shit. Like we can do whatever we want. I would kind of love to have a Meowth coin because Meowth himself has a coin. Actually, the same article I read said that those uh, their coins from there sell for like a thousand dollars now. So sorry, <laughs> sorry to disappoint. Unless you find a thousand dollars that is primed for being completely no, I, wasted. No, I figured. I figured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, alright, what, what was, who's next up? Uh, it's me. Alright. Alright, I don't have anything that has to do with Detective Pikachu, but I'll continue the theme of, uh, video game-based facts. Okay. Which is that there were two P- PlayStation 1 scratch-and-sniff games. One of which was FIFA, and one of which was Gran Turismo 2. Okay, here's the thing. FIFA, you would scratch-and-sniff the grass. Grass and burning rubber? Yeah. Um, oh okay, here's the thing. The, the era, perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm, that kind of merchandising, absolutely. Oh, but it's just like, really? Are those really the games you would pick? What do you scratch? The disc or the box? Yeah, yeah you can scratch the, the disc. disc the you, top of the disc? This, the disc that goes inside. You scratch I mean, and you sniff it. That's what that, I'm saying. But couldn't that potentially like leave your PS4 or PS1 smelling like grass or burning rubber? Or having like particulates in it, which could have been yeah, a problem why they stopped doing actually. it. Actually. Um, so here's... With scratch and sniff stuff, did you actually ever have to scratch it? Yeah, if you just bit. went in and sniffed it, did it still smell? It could. What if it's worn in? Like, what, what's the... See, I, the problem is not a lot of things are permanently mm-hmm. and scratch and sniffs. Like, it's not like you have to break in a good scratch and sniff. That's so the like thing. The, at first, one scratch will do it, but eventually it'll take just so long. That's well, it's kind of like smellable markers, too. Eventually, they lost They it. lose oh. the smell. Well, that's because yeah. I huff them. The, <laughs> the strange... <laughs> Man, one of my favorite childhood memories is remembering that my like fifty-year-old mom would always just like she loves to snort like snort sniff sharpies. She she stopped because she realized she's like inhaling fumes. Um, but the smell, she just loves the smell of them. But yeah, with like, a good smell. Yeah, they do. With the smellable markers, that's how you know if the high is still there. If it doesn't smell like cherry anymore, what's the point? Get a new one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so the, I just want to say I don't do this. I'm just making. So, no, yeah, so, so, so while you should do anything, I'm gonna do whippets. And also, while you shouldn't, <laughs> while you shouldn't actively huff markers, if you just catch a smell, it's like you're not gonna. That's the. I am glossing over this. Why would you do whippets? I don't. Or is that just the joke you picked? That was the first drug I thought of. Really? It wasn't. <laughs> what other drug would be funnier than whippets? Ketamine. That's pretty good. Yeah, ke- ketamine just sounds funny. It's it's like when you say ketamine or, or like special K, you know? Do you just, know? It's funnier if you know what it originally is. You know what it originally is? This is true facts mode. It's horse tranquilizers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. One time someone at work asked me if I ever did heroin, because they thought heroin, or meth, because they thought meth was the same thing as weed. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember. I think I know who the person is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if, if it's who we know who it is, then yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's, so, man, the only thing that I'm, that I'm, cons- okay. So, normally I feel like scratch and sniff shit was all on stickers because the idea is it's disposable. Because in my mind, if you have to scratch it to sniff it, you are removing some smell, like, agent that is then all the way gone eventually. You're, like, irritating the paper, essentially, which is But when you think about the process of making labels for CDs, people still do, like, put, like, a little bit of paper on on CDs. And, like, they weren't cartridges back then. They were... PS1 was discs. PS1 was discs, right? Yeah. 
Um, I th- I think it's I think it's true. I think you could absolutely add a scratch and sniff element to a CD. Later. I'm so I'm so willing to believe this. You the could, question is whether or not did I should. They? But did they? Here's the thing. I think. I don't know. I'm just thinking about fucking like Nintendo Power and all the shit that people did yeah. in video games in the '90s. And also like, yeah, it sounds like a weird this choice of the two 90s. games, but it's just after it. It's like 2000. It's early 2000s, sure. Early 2000s is still the '90s. Um, it's okay. culturally speaking. Yeah, the, de- the, the <laughs> culture of the decade doesn't change until like the two uh, year. If you watch Friends, it changes a lot once it hit 2000 hits. Yeah, I feel like people did it on purpose Friends? in 2000. That's, oh my god, don't make us fight about Friends on this podcast. <laughs> a lot of Friends. Friends. I would be a really good neutral arbitrator because I've never seen an episode of Friends. Make fun of my coping me- mechanism, thank you. Do you, watch, do you watch Friends as like a comfort show? Yes. I, Friends, I'm, Friends I and West Wing are my comfort shows. My comfort shows are 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and West Wing. <laughs> So we, we have mutual ground on the... Let it be known, I'm wearing a Bartlett for America t-shirt right now. Yeah, we accidentally assembled a podcast where all of us like West Wing. <laughs> it's not hard. Everyone yeah. likes it. It's Everyone true. who's like at least a little well, bit liberal likes the West I, Wing. I think, My parents love West Wing. I think that there are fair them. criticisms of like the how like um, much of like a fantasy it is at times. It's not entirely a liberal fantasy. The, the, the fantasy is the compromise aspect, but those characters go through a shit ton of trauma. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, why they sure. call it a liberal fantasy. All right, the legislation. I, I think I have to just. I. You know what? If I don't know whether or not I'm going to believe this fact, but I want to, I'm gonna. That's how I it's going to be. I believe this. Yeah. One. Yeah, it's true. Holy yeah. shit! Just, no, because the choice of Gran Turismo and FIFA makes so much sense because there are very easy smells that you associate. That's with what them. I was thinking. I was like, yeah. what would you put for like Crash Bandicoot? Like Bandicoot piss. Right. Like like coyote <laughs> urine. Like like fucking. Um, like wet juba, dog, juba, juba juba fruit or whatever it's called. Oh, juba, yeah, uh, um, wampa fruit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just put, just put like an apple and a pear at the same time and say it's wampa fruit. Take this bandicoot, crash bandicoot warps, and if you scratch it, you can smell the smell of crash bandicoot heat. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you can smell. The, you can smell the smell of him getting blown up by the by the nitro boxes. <laughs> Man, I'm having all these memories now. Oh, okay, okay, but what what does Jack and Daxter smell like? Jack and Daxter just yeah. smells like Axe. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the second one where he's like an edgy teen all of a sudden. If, you, if, if I scratched a scratch and sniff thing and the smell I got was Axe, I would be so fucking confused I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> you think about it, humans are like scratch and sniffs for dogs. What? They scratch and they sniff us. But the it smell wasn't a good was, bit. Don't. Oh, I thought that there. Were, I thought you were implying that like dogs like the smell of like when they scratch you, and I was like, ah, that sounds really um, not true. Um, I'm confused. Oh, Ratchet and Clank. That's what I was thinking. Not Jack and Daxter. There were a lot of blank and blank games. Yeah, you know, Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> actually, there probably is a Rick and Morty game now, so it probably doesn't work. All right, you guys want to take a quick break, real quick? Yeah. Oh. All right. Hi, I'm Daniel, Game Master of the actual play podcast, No Dice. Join magic assholes, Ixen. There's a score between me and doors, and so far, doors are zero. Perry. They definitely have a lot of daggers happening. They're, they're hiding in various spaces. Sayersha. I always love getting stories from adventurers. I, I really wish I could just have, you know, one of my own. And a whole host of guest players. You can find No Dice on the first Friday of every month on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or PocketPodcastNetwork.com. 
Okay, so I'm going to continue the trend with some Japanese media. Okay. okay. Which I guess works out because Sony. And... Sony. Okay. Yeah. That's fair, I guess. Yes, yes, it's fair. Uh, well, I mean, it's playing off of the Pikachu thing. So, like, you yeah. went to the video game direction, I went to the Japanese media direction. We're going, we're going. Okay. All the sphere. If it's about manga, I've got this on lock. Well, it's about Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. So you might have it on lock. Let's see. Um, Hayao Miyazaki is not my enemy, though. Sometimes his fans are my enemies, but that's just because they. That's just because his films are so popular that I never get to see Alfonso Cuarón in theaters. But it's fine. It's fine. It's. Fine. Okay. I just want a Cuarón re- retrospective. I want a Cinema of Mexico retrospective. Maybe when to happen okay. sometime. Uh, until you said Cinema of Mexico, what I was gonna say is if Cuarón had enough movies that they could spend a whole month on just him. But he does. does. He does. He have that many. He has a lot of. But movies. not the same way they do the Ghibli one. They do the Ghibli one, like, it takes a month to get all the movies, doing, like, more than one a week, though. I don't know. How, he could have that many movies. I don't think he, he has, has as many. He doesn't movies. have as many as Miyazaki. He, he does not good. have as many as Miyazaki. But, no, he has Roma, he has Gravity, he has Children of Men. I mean... That's I, what I'm saying. You can do one a week. Itu Mama Tambien, like, he wrote A Little Princess, like... <clears throat> That's fair. He has a lot of movies. He has Man. a lot of movies. Okay, anyway, continuing. Yeah. Continuing. Continuing. It was a good tangent, so it's okay. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki, famously, like in in with his early films, when they were released in the U.S., they did a lot of like cutting and like editing of stories. So like, er, early early dubs of his films were very different from what the end would be. And eventually, he started releasing through uh, the Weinstein Company. His oh, his the dub. actual like of Harvey Weinstein. Of oh, Harvey Weinstein. Infamy, in in at, fame at now, yeah. yeah. But no, he uh, they were distributed by by the Weinstein Company. Yeah. Uh, well, by Disney, which at the time Harvey Weinstein was working for Disney. Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, but there, you know, apparently Harvey Weinstein was making some big talk on the release of Princess Mononoke about how some of the sequences didn't necessarily make sense or fit in with him, and that it was just a little too long for an animated movie to be released, so he was talking about how maybe he wanted to make some cuts. No, Mononoke is perfect. It's the best Ghibli movie. So, one of Miyazaki's producers sent a samurai sword to Harvey Weinstein with a note attached that said, no cuts. And that is my fact. So, I do know that Miyazaki has a thing where he doesn't like people cutting anything in his movies. And that is the most fun way to send that message. The samurai sword is ironic. Because of Miyazaki's new whole thing about you cheated the game and yourself. What? That was a joke about how the Sekiro and From Software dude is also named Miyazaki. And oh, people think that oh I didn't know that. I anyway, forgot that. Okay. Well, it was a good joke if you liked it. <laughs> That's kind hold, of... Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. His hold name on. is Hidetia Hold Miyazaki. on, Chris. Chris the guy is, that this, does Dark Souls and stuff. This, this is for you. This is for you. You know what? Appreciate that was nice. Yeah, um, nice. Thank you. So, okay, I have an important question about this fact. What's that? That you probably won't know. This is mostly a joke. What's the postage on a samurai sword from Japan <laughs> to like Hollywood? I have no reason for thinking this, but I have a feeling, and like just specifically the way Japan's culture is, it would be sent by a person, like a courier, by, ran by like it a, there. a messenger or something like that. And I base that entirely off of that one video I watched where. In Japan, where they found this ramen place that was like oh yeah, that would deliver in like two minutes. Yeah, it was what? like the Jimmy John's so of udon. Incredible! It was so incredible. 
like I watched that video. It's a good video. But I I also know that it might have had to have been done that way anyway because I know Japan is still has like some pretty strict laws left over from the Meiji Restoration about who can make, own, and ship swords. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. So can you imagine being a guy who's like has to fly with a samurai sword and then like like what so what uh, what do you find with this for? And like I just gotta leave it on a guy's doorstep. Yeah. Like no, it's 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 going to. Uh, Film producer and even back then probably rumored rapist. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> what kind of sword was it? Was it a katana? I think it was a. Katana. Was it a wazasashi? I've heard that. I from what I understand. Sabamaru. From what I understand, it was a katana. Okay. I don't think he's enough of a weeb to know that shit. I am so. Well, sorry. the the barely, but Blaine put it this way: I don't know that shit. I hide it better. <laughs> I know more about like samurai stuff because I'm super into it than I do about normal weeb culture. I don't have scrolls on my wall, but yeah, we need I just to have really a, like we have a Kurosawa night. That'd be a fun night. Wouldn't it? Be? I love. Kurosawa. We could get get like the good ramen. That's one reason I like Sekiro so much. It's very actually kind of true. I mean, outside of like the like arm, historically decent. Well, I mean, that's, I just mean the way the combat works makes a lot of sense for samurai. That's kind of why I liked Hawkeye's like second sequence in Endgame a lot. Can we talk about the spoilers, kind of? Spo- Definitely not on the podcast. I haven't seen it, but that's because I'm not really that interested. The, so spo- I'm okay the spoiler ban has been lifted, but there's there's some there's some Kurosawa-esque Hawkeye stuff that you would get even from watching the trailers. I also dug it because I knew where that scene was filmed. Oh, it where, was so obvious. Where was it filmed? Okay, the Marvel. I guess we're. I guess we're just gonna forget spoilers. Don't you know that Marvel does all of the sets that involve. Uh, Asian cities where in Korea, right? No, they do it at the street mammal galleries on, or was on Broad Street. It's always Broad Street. Oh, that was a, that was on Broad Street. Yeah. Oh, cool. You can tell well, by no, the they, looking they fil- at the building. They film a lot of stuff in Seoul, though. Yeah, but what like, I was or, saying or, is, or like in uh, Bus- in Busan, they, they do a lot true. of stuff in South Korea. But yeah. the ones that are in Atlanta, anytime they do something, it's an Asian place. They always do it on that street because mm-hmm. so, they did it for Black Panther also. Wait, that was filmed on Broad. I thought I'm they actually. Pretty went, sure some of that stuff they actually went to South Korea for. Yeah, them. maybe it was about it's whichever one had a chase scene in the Asian city is the one they did on Broad Street too. Because I saw them marking it. There's up. a there's a chase sequence in um, Venom actually, and they they usually use Broad Street. Yeah, that, yeah. absolutely, they did. Well, because they because they've got the hills that in that area of Atlanta they've got hills that can actually like yeah. replicate the hilliness of say San Francisco or something. Like oh. That. Man. So, a sword that says no cuts. On Harvey Weinstein's desk. Very ironic. I need a samurai sword. Here's the thing. I actually think that whenever you hear these stories, they're always about famous people. And you always think, eh, is that? it's because they can afford to do shit like this. If you could, you would too. So this has to be real. No, because one of the first things, this is not a bit. One of the first things that crossed my mind once I had a yard that was my own is I said, if I now I could actually put like bamboo things back here and actually practice my samurai sword. Do you have one? No, I could get one and practice it. I have the room now, and I'm that's with, not with a, a with the bamboo stick. You mean? No, 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 like the bamboo stalks that you cut. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could do. You're not saying you're gonna grow them, right? No, you have to be I really careful. We well, have to be really careful growing bamboo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Super but I mean, you could yeah. also just pick it up from anyone who is just like cut down. Because Dad and I used to have bamboo sword fights with a. Uh, bamboo that we had just found. No, I'd use a real sword to cut the bamboo. Oh, real sword to cut cut the bamboo. Practice the cut. So, how many times would that sword be folded? So many. (laughs) (laughs) I just practice, I want to practice my Ichimonji and my double Ichimonji. I have a new new offer, uh, which is this. 
if we ever if we ever do like a Patreon, one of the uh, whatever it's called things should be a video of Chris doing this. Yes. <laughs> I, I guess the, the barrier to entry is you like getting the whole setup. Well, no, like if we reach a certain level of of patrons, we could be like Chris gets a sword. Chris gets, Chris a, sword. gets a sword. Chris learns Ichimonji. <laughs> what is Ichimonji? It's the normal, like this fighting style. It's the thing, no, it's the thing you always see when people do those, where they take the sword above their head two handed and they uh, go down, go yeah. down at the angle. It's an Ichimonji. Man. <laughs> it depends on where you're from where it's called that. But it's like that's the common this thing one people know it by. I think this is I think this is honestly true. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna admit that like I was gonna say count only count this half for me, but that would just make the math worse, so whatever. Cause I I've heard something about this, but I don't quite remember, but I think it's I think it's true. Anyway. I'm gonna go with uh let's go with true. It's true. Yes. We all have okay. true facts today. First, first episode where everyone told the truth and everyone correctly guessed that that yeah. was, what was happening. This was a hundred percent episode. Yeah, I, we, I, we, we got the platinum for this episode. Well, let's see if um, a random person messes us up. Oh, oh. So, we so do remember, have, we're doing these now. We have like, well, we have a total of twelve things submitted, but we we're gonna do some of them. them. Well, for, you said that you had one that we cannot already, do because you already know it. So let's already, get that one checked yeah, out. Yeah, I already know fact number four, although it's a little bit of a weird question. So but I knew this from an interview. The fact fact number four this submitted to us was, John Cena's favorite anime movie is Fist of the North Star. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> and I know this because I've watched a lot of... I'm secretly kind of in WWE, and I've watched interviews and... Secretly. Ah, uh, well... <laughs> John Cena recently was in China for a long time oh. and training with a different person about that stuff. And in one of those interviews, he talked about how much he liked Fist and North Star, even though it's not Chinese. But whatever, that's fine. Is it, isn't that one the one that's like, you're already dead, you just yes. don't know it? <laughs> yeah. I so, heard that movie's good. He really likes Fist of North Star. So I don't know if he ever said it was his favorite anime movie, but I know he really liked it. And that's why I didn't want to do this fact, because I would have said true to this. Nah, so. Yeah, so I think so I think as a general rule, if if... If you oh, see yeah, one, the, okay. The link they gave was the article on yeah, YouTube. If, if we know, if we know one, if we find out that one of us knows one before like it comes up, we should still say it on here, get it like done with, get, and, get, and get shout the conversation out. out. Well, it was anonymous. I don't know who yeah. did it. I can't credit. But shout out to that person. That's. I mean, that's a good one. If Chris didn't know it already. Sorry that I know so much about John Cena. Yeah. All right. What are we? What are we doing? Hmm. What's a good one? I like this one. It's from. Okay. Let's make a let's come up with a rule real quick. If they gave me first and last name in the name, first initial of last both? name. Do I do both? For, if they typed it up, first initial of last name. Like John John Smith is John S. Yes. Okay. So Taylor K. Okay. Hey, hey man, what's up? He hey, gave Taylor. us one. I hope none of y'all know, which is I love this one already, and it's so topical for me personally. Which is the smoot is a derived unit of length. Officially recognized by the USCS and the IEEE governing bodies. I do know this one. Yeah, oh, no. everybody's but seen no, this no, no, on I, RTIL. I Taylor, don't sorry. This. Yeah, this one's <laughs> this one is 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 true. <laughs> yeah, it's one of these. Oh, like, this is hilarious what it's just explained as. I love this. A smooth is equivalent to five foot seven inches and is the height of MIT graduate Lambda Chi Alpha Pledge. Oh. Oliver, Oliver Smooth. Okay. Along with dumb units that we can get out of the way. Uh, the um. The Pizan? The, well, the Pizan is its own sort of can of <laughs> mega worms. Um, well, we got to correct ourselves here. So I'll apologize to Taylor K. Because it is technically, the way he worded it, it's false. Because it's not recognized by IEEE. 
which is what his fact was. You know what that means? It means he knows enough about this that he just thought, it's probably recognized, and he knew that name on his own and wrote it down. So we messed up, Taylor. Sorry. But okay. it says, while the Smoot is a running joke at MIT and an available unit measurement on Google Earth, it is not recognized as an official standard. Okay. And that's what uh, I'm saying. Um, so sorry, Taylor, we messed up. But whatever. While we're doing dumb units, I have I have oh, That's one. all units. No, no, listen. This one's special. Um, <laughs> the unit that is one over ohms for electrical conductance, as far as I know, that unit, typically we'll just write it as one over the ohms, but... It has two names, one of which is Mo, which is Ohm backwards. <laughs> and that's not arbitrary. That came from somebody's name and they did just reverse it. Oh my god. And the other one is also comes from a last name, but that last name is Siemens. So like the company? Um, like probably the same name, but it's it's spelled like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a valid like <laughs> if you say like a hundred Siemens, that's like one over one hundred you know what I mean. I'm not gonna yeah, whatever. I get what you mean. Uh there's um, a 100 over 1 ohm. Honestly, the amount of dead air that I would create by figuring it out, like as much as I would get it, we're, we can just we can just guess the different fact. What, what's, what? We'll try this one, but I think I might could derive this one from my knowledge of okay. how the world works. But we had one from Anonymous that says, in deep in the deep ocean, a shaken Coke will not explode. No, I, I, I don't actually know this, but I'm trying to do the math in my head. I think this is... I think this is true. Yeah. No, no. The, the, because if you shake it, the pressure will build, but the pressure will already be equipped. See, I think yeah, the exactly. Problem, There's no pressure disparity because you're at the, the bottom of the fucking is, ocean. If anything, the can might have already been crushed a little bit by the pressure, which would have increased the pressure inside if, the can. Well, I think they're it, saying if you shake a Coke, I don't know if this is what they're actually saying, but if, if you shake a Coke and put it underwater and then open it, it won't explode. Is what is the vibe I'm getting from this? Not like you go. No, but I still think that's completely coke. true. Yeah, because of equivalent. Pressures. Actually, I that's think that I think. if you dropped a coke can into the Marianas Trench, I think it would smush. Yeah, at some it would point. Well, yeah, if it, would it would, if it wasn't shake. Well, I mean, even if it shake. Yeah, it yeah. Okay, man. Sorry, friends. That one. Yeah, it says true. Mm-hmm. Man, we're too good. We kind of did that one though. We talked about it. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get, let's get one more. For yeah, we can we can fit in one more because of that. Okay. We have a lot of pizza ones. Give we have me a lot of food ones. Give me some pizza. Well, I'm trying to find Just the best one. Give me pizza. <laughs> I can't believe I've never heard you. P I Z Z A. The <laughs> I, I know that one specifically from like the uh, Monster Factory where they did uh, Totino's and the Boy Mayor. <laughs> the the best part of that video is when the other kids come in and they'll just. I think, like, one of them just comes in, like, whipped cream flowing like waterfalls. <laughs> and just pans back to that initial kid. Okay, let's try right, this we one. Got one. A restaurant in St. Louis has created a Pizza Mary, which is a Bloody Mary that is also pizza. What is also... Finish. A pizza dough is baked to be very, uh, I guess... I it's think they said, they said to be a glass, but I think they just mean it's baked, like... To be stiff enough to hold yeah. liquid, filled with the sauce, and the rim of the dough is sprinkled with herb, sprinkled with herbs and spices. This is true because it's 2019 and all food has been made already. This is true because it sounds like some middle America shit. <laughs> this actually almost sounds like it would taste good until I realized mm. that they didn't mean. I, I mean, is I'm the sauce give... is the sauce hot? <laughs> that makes the diff. That makes the fucking difference, doesn't it? You mean warm? What temperature do you want it to be? Well. You want it to because be. I don't know what temperature. It I don't. I've be. never had a Bloody Mary. I, I I haven't had a lot of Bloody Marys. I've had a lot of Bloody Marias, which is a Bloody Mary with tequila. And you want it to be 
chilly. You want to be fucking chilly as shit. That sounds so much better than a Bloody Mary because you have tastes besides raw tomato juice and vodka. Well, yeah, in I love tomato juice. I like my Marys like fucking spicy too. Like I like extra Tabasco in there, and I like it nice and chilly. But that's also because I kind of like gazpacho anyway. So it's like a Bloody Mary is arguably just like alcoholic and extra seasoned gazpacho. I'm so holy, into that. Holy crap! You know that's what, the that's the last level of the galaxy brain. Meme. Yeah, you know actually, what, you know what changed my life? What if there was uh, if there was alcoholic either. Let me let me see both of these things. Either alcoholic recaito or uh, alcoholic, and now I'm going blank on the other one. Uh, sofrito. That would uh, that's change my life. That's a choice. What is, right what's there. that first word? I forgot Recaito. the word already, but yeah, I haven't. It's eaten. like the cilantro sauce. Yeah, it's well, it's a, yeah, it's a cilantro cooking base. But I mean, arguably, arguably, if you go to a good Mexican restaurant, there's this place in Atlanta called Nomas that their 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 Bloody Marys and Marias do have cilantro in them, and they are so fucking tasty, man. It's called Nomas, like no more in Spanish. Yeah, I might have to search that up. Right. No, it's very good. They have good breakfast too. I think this is. I think this is definitely true just because, like, you can make anything. I think that what it has led to is the interesting what temperature should the sauce be. And yeah, that's, I know. that's the question, isn't it? I think yeah. it's true. Okay, so I'm going to give the worst reason ever for a decision on this podcast, I think. Oh, but my God. I think this is false because St. Louis is not a cool enough city to have this. I think because it's not a cool city is why they have This is it. all they have. <laughs> Look, man. <laughs> Look, so I, have, I have family that live in St. Louis. I love them to death. St. Louis is the worst city I've ever been to. <laughs> you, I remember you saying that, like, St. Louis it's is worse the, than Augusta. So I, I at least appreciate that, but Augusta's not as bad as you'd think it is. <laughs> Here's my thing. Chris has, like, Chris hates St. Louis, and he's mentioned it multiple times, but that makes me want to go to St. Louis more to understand how it could possibly be as bad as he's describing. Well, well the only thing open at 9 o'clock on a Friday that's what I'm saying. Right? I, I like, landed in St. Louis on a Friday. And it was 9 p.m. I get to, like, where my hotel is, which, according to my cousins, was, like, the main area of St. Louis. The only place I could find open to go eat at 9 p.m. was at Hooters. Did you do Did it? Did you go eat at Hooters? Of course, I had to. That, that sucks. I was so hungry. I'm so sorry. I never, okay, I, I have a thing where I don't want to go to Hooters for the following reason. When you walk inside a Hooters, nobody there knows that you're not the sort of person to ordinarily go to a Hooters. It's the worst They don't part. know that about you, so that's you're going to get that judgment. That's the thing. I don't want to go to Hooters because I don't want to be around the people who would go to Hooters, you know? Oh my god, the other customers must be awful. Ugh. I've heard the food is like, it's not good, were, but it's not the wings. Bad. I had wings. It was actually not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I heard the wings were pretty good. Um, so... I think this is false just literally because it was St. Louis. If it had been any other city, I might believe it. And I know this is the dumbest thing ever, but I no, but I think can't this is good St. because Louis would have if this. you go down, you go down with pride in your convictions. Yeah, I do. So, <laughs> so let's see it. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. I don't have like a good drum roll, but here's the reveal. False. Oh, wow. dang. <laughs> if, if, this, okay. this, this removes the sauce dilemma from my mind. Thank fucking God. No, it, it doesn't for mine, because what temperature should it be if you made this dish? Well, I mean, it depends how it depends well, how the crust is. First of all, is the reason it's false, does it say it actually exists in another city, and it's just not St. Louis? No, it's a link to a video. I'd have to look at the video and see. Oh, because if it already exists, then that's one thing. The dilemma is solved. If it doesn't, we have to make it. And I don't know how to do that, so you have to make it. I don't know how to make a pizza from scratch. Well, when I googled Pizza Bloody Mary, I got 
this awful image. See, that's what that was the mental image I, I had when I'd he finished more, that I'd sentence. I'd be more down for this than the concept of a of a cup made of dough. Yeah, I but it, isn't this just that you have ordered a Bloody Mary with your pizza and they've put some of the Bloody Mary on the pizza effectively? I mean, yeah, that's what it looks like. But that sounds good, right? And that sounds pretty fucking good. I think a Bloody Mary would actually be a really fucking good dipping sauce for pizza. Yeah, especially if you adjusted, like, Mm -hmm. maybe you did go high on the Tabasco, like, you like it, so it wasn't just, like, vodka. See, this one has a pepperoncini in it? Like, that makes sense to me. Is, okay, is the pepperoncini the peppers that, like, when you get, like, shitty pizza, they have one just sitting in the box? Yes, yes. Man, my favorite thing is that sometimes, like, if you're at an event where people order, like, eight or nine pizzas, no one eats it, and then you can just, like, raid the pepperoncinis at the end. I really like them in salads. Only if it's from Papa John's, right? They're the only ones to do that. They're the ones who do it, though. Some so other... The, the, they're the chain that does So it. the problem with that is it means you have to order from Papa. There's well, actually... Papa, a, Papa isn't involved in the company. Is Sarpina as a chain, or is it just... Papa still makes town. money. Papa's a bad man. Okay. Listen, we're part of the Pocket Podcast Yeah, network. I guess we should just... Yeah, we're part of the Pocket <laughs> Podcast Network. There's a bunch of other great shows on there. You can go to pocketpodcast.network.com, and they have a page that lists all of the other yeah, shows. Yeah, like Avocado Toast and Simultaneous Catch, No Dice, all that good stuff. <laughs> Intro and outro of our show... Is by James Hunter USA. It's a song called Never Far. Oh, speaking of James Hunter USA, I am actually going to be playing a show with um, my band that I am in with one of the members of James Hunter USA, James Hunter himself, on June 22nd in Atlanta. Sweet. So, oh, man. Yeah, my band Dalai Lama is going to be playing on June 22nd. Heck so yeah. if you're listening and you are able to come out to that, you should definitely come out to it. You know, just uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter. It's, I'll give you the it's details. It's Dalai Lama spelled... Neither one like the actual guy. Yeah, spelled like Parton and the Incan Beast of Burden. Holy shit, you had that prepared. <laughs> that, that's, right. that's what I that's what I say. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, um I guess I guess that's a good outro as any. Uh, <laughs> see y'all next week. Yeah. Yeah, start the, start that fade out, Chris.